0: Good morning. Today is uh, our third uh, of four Mission Sundays that uh, PPH would have in a year. And it's not about overseas cross-cultural missions. It's about missions in our backyard, in my backyard. And, you know, for several weeks now, I've been thinking about how to find a scriptural scriptural passage that... uh, that will be fit for the, the sermon today. So I asked the elders, I asked pastors, uh, pray for me, uh, tell me if you um, have a good scriptural passage. And I found it. I found it early last week. And, uh, and this is it. Did you know that our Lord Jesus issued a stay-home notice to a person I would just name Martis? Did you know that? And uh, this is the story of an unnamed man, whom we will just call martyrs today, M-A-R-T-U-S, who was tormented by an evil spirit. And, uh, and he lived like a wild man in, uh, in the cemetery. Uh, people were afraid of him. They tried to tie him down with chains, but he had um, abnormal strength. And he was able to break those chains, and so he could not be chained down. Um, and then people were afraid that he would harm them, but actually he harmed himself, and he went to cut uh, himself, self-harm. But Jesus came along, and he delivered this man from his torments and from the evil spirit. And the Bible says that this man, as we call him for now, I'll explain later, was dressed... In the past, he was like naked, was dressed, and in his right mind. And then, this man wanted to join Jesus in in the Lord's uh, traveling ministries. Uh, And what did Jesus say to him? In Mark chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus told this man, told martyrs, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man did in verse 20. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus has done for him, and all the people were amazed. Now, you would have heard this term NIMBY, right? Not in my backyard. And I think in Singapore, if you know anything about migrant workers, you might have heard of WIMBY, welcome in my backyard. But today, neither WIMBY, Or nimby today we're going to be talking about nimby missions in my backyard now when this man martyrs was delivered the the people he used to live with um, he used to terrorize told jesus leave go away they were in fact telling jesus hey jesus don't do your thing in my backyard go away and Jesus left. Jesus left a martyrs, which is the Greek word for witness. Jesus then left, but he left a witness. This man, a martyrs, which is a Greek word for for, 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 for witness, in their midst. He put a missionary in their backyard. And this was God's creative way of uh, creative access to a people who had closed their hearts to him. Imagine seeing a wild man healed, delivered, and then you say to the healer, go away. Now, there is a poem that goes, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform, William Cowper, I I believe it was. And and you would have heard about... um, the Christian diaspora, the great dispersion in uh, in Acts in the first century. Let me read that to you. In Acts chapter 8, it describes that. Now there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word, and so God turned the persecution and a diaspora, a dispersion around to serve, to advance the gospel. What about not persecution? What about pandemic? And you could almost paraphrase these verses this way. And there arose on that day a great pandemic and they were all locked down Now, those who were locked down went about preaching the word. And in the same way, we too are being challenged, not so much by persecution, but by pandemic. What do we do? 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the word. Be ready. In season. Out of season. In persecution. In pandemic. In season. Out of season. Be his witnesses. Be a martyrs. What kind of people ought we to be? Peter asked in uh, in 2 Peter 3, 11. And we broke our spiritual hygiene, uh, a call to holiness, a series of sermons uh, into two. And this week, we'll have a mission Sunday. Next week, another mission Sunday. And then we'll come back for two more Sundays of uh, spiritual uh, hygiene. When we talk about holiness, it is to be separate right? To be holy, to be set apart for God. But it does not mean that we are to separate ourselves and live in a holy huddle. Yes, we must come out and be separate. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. But we must go into the world and preach the good news. Mark 16, 15. Yes, we must be set apart for God and holiness. 2 Timothy Chapter 2, verse 21. But we are to be set like lambs among wolves. And that's Jesus sending us out. Luke chapter 10, verse 3. Yes, we are not of the world. John 17, 16. But we are sent into the world. John 17, verse 18. Now, how do we come out and yet go in? How do we be set apart and yet be set amongst? How are we not of the world but also Sent into the world, what kind of people ought we to be? And talking about the kinds of people, I came across a very interesting, uh, a fairly short speech by this guy, Doctor Kathosa Kavichusa. Um, he 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 spoke these um, words in twenty eighteen, just two years ago. And he's a theologian from Nagaland, India, um, and also part of the Ravi Zacharias International. Uh, ministries. And he talked about how the ancient Greeks classified three kinds of people in their society. What are these three kinds you see here? The idiot, the tribe, and the citizen. First kind of people in any given society, he says, according to the Greeks, are the idiots. This doesn't mean uh, somebody mentally deficient, but it talks about a totally private, self-centered, selfish person where it's all about your personal pleasure, all about your personal treasures. And the Greek said that such a person, this idiot, is is nothing more than an upgraded barbarian. And motivated by what? By ego, by greed, selfishness. The kind that may say, hey, I'm going to heaven um, and I don't really care that you may not be going there. That kind. The second group uh, that the Greeks uh, classified were what is called tribes or those with a tribal mentality, like a a caste or a a social class. Uh, They have no friends and don't feel it necessary to have friends outside of that tribe or social class. A lot like how a certain religious group uh, would support a certain immoral uh, political uh, leader because of what they think that they as a tribe can gain from being politically aligned to this leader it's all about this tribe and heck about anybody else and then the third group is the citizen and this is the embodiment of the ideal greek and it's got nothing to do with with legal or nationalistic uh, 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 ideas or uh, political status about being a citizen is about a person who recognizes himself to be a member of a commonwealth, striving for the common good. And so, a civilis- civilized society is made up of citizens who each work for the other for the common good. So, what are you? Are you an idiot? Are you a tribe or are you a citizen? Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 uh, in the Bible talks about being citizens. That you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says our citizen. Our citizenship is in heaven. This concept of citizenship is referred to obviously in these two passages in the New Testament, and it is achieved by it's achieved by blood sacrifice. This Jesus, the Son of God, our blood sacrifice is our peace. He came preaching peace. He made us fellow citizens with him in heaven, Ephesians 2. And this citizenship in heaven was achieved at great cost. Achieved by a saviour who took a bullet for us. Achieved by a saviour who's kind of like pushed us out of the way of an oncoming bus. And God hid himself. Achieved by a saviour who broke the chains that bind us. Achieved by a saviour who saved us from the fires of destruction. And this is what we have freely received. And so we freely give. Matthew ten eight, And so we do good works. What kind of good works? We, we have uh, our S3P, our safe, sound, sleeping, a uh, place in in church where we house the homeless. We we uh, give groceries and and financial help to the needy in in Teban Gardens. We we give uh, help also to our migrant uh, uh, workers. We we send encouragement cards uh, to to them. Uh, we go out knocking on doors. This is something that perhaps uh, uh, we might have forgotten. We haven't done so for a long time now. Uh, knocking on doors and just establishing and re-establishing contact and paving the way for uh, the gospel through uh, good works and through good gifts. Good works, yes, but good news above all. And I came across a quote from uh, this lady, a Singaporean, who spent much of her life uh, in America as a doctor. But in the year 2013, um, she felt, called to return to Singapore, even though she was very successful uh, in America. So she she came back, and just in time for the SARS uh, outbreak at that time. And she said this, so interesting, that now she's in the National Center for Infectious Diseases, again in the front line of the fight against viruses. And she said, the job is not done if you heal people, but don't walk them that last mile to Jesus Christ that last mile is that spiritual mile that you can heal the body but you need to heal the soul and only Jesus can do that. I think about our own Dr. Raj. Um, When was it? 16 years ago. 16 years ago as a young man, I think 23 years old at the time or 22. um, He told me, like pointing the finger to my face, he said, you pastor, you hold me accountable to that calling that I have received as a missionary. Don't, Let me lose that calling. And I'm glad to report that, uh, I can't remember the exact date, but it's in mid uh, or early September. I'll I'll give you the dates uh, in the next announcement. He is now finally, together with his wife Lois, flying off via KL to East Timor to work in a hospital or in healthcare there and to be uh, a missionary and he told me, I remember so clearly, Hold me, hold me to that calling. And and just a week or two ago, we had dinner together. And then this time, this time he didn't point a finger at me, but he said, Go find. And together we're singing, Home Me to the calling that this is a spiritual ministry. Because it's going to be all too easy for him as well as for Louis to be absorbed in medical and humanitarian work to the exclusion of the spiritual. And the job is not done if you heal the man, but you do not walk them that last mile to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as citizens, I hope all of us are citizens, citizens in the Greek and the biblical sense, there are no walls. There are no political or or passport walls to doing good. Likewise, there are no, no walls to the sharing of the good news. PPH may be set on a hill, but we are a church without walls. You may be living in the most exclusive upper-middle-class dwellings, but there are no walls. And let me give you now a video update on what is going on in the community that we work with in Teban Gardens, especially in this season uh, season of uh, COVID-19. I hope that the images, the sounds, the video will spur you Onto love, and good deeds, and onto the sharing of the good news. How did Mr. Kang, the first uh, uh, gentleman in in the video, how did Mr. Kang become a citizen of heaven? At a block party several years ago. Uh, Our now missionary to Thailand, Alan, at that time he was uh, working with us in the community. He met Mr. Kang at a block party and he shared the gospel, the good news with him and Mr. Kang believed. And so another brother, our brother Yao Singh, together with Alan, uh, they they followed him up and they had follow-up meals uh, together, just being friends. And that's Mr. Kang. Madam Chu Yiling comes from block uh, 55. Uh, we care for her grandson. Her grandson is in our student care uh, center. But Madam Chu herself, uh, as you see in the video, she, she's weak. She's weak in her legs. And that short journey, which may have taken us five or 10 minutes, will take her 45 minutes to fetch her grandson uh, home. And so when uh, our staff, uh, Gabriel, uh, knew about that, he says, Madam Chu, uh, don't worry, I will bring your grandson, home every day. And in the process of doing so, last year, what is it, uh, 19th September, Gabriel shared the gospel with her and she prayed and she received Jesus into her heart and pledged to be a disciple of Jesus. That's Madam Chu. Madam Lee Guatlan, 84 years old, about 95% blind. You see her in the video also. She said that all her life, she wanted to be a Christian. Uh, then she got married, and, and I think her husband uh, wasn't for it. But she remembered, she remembered as a child, they received canned goods, canned goods from a church. Now, I don't know which church that is, and she always remembered that. And in her 60s, when her husband passed away, she said, I have nothing else now to hold me back, and she decided to receive Uh, The Lord Jesus. how do we know her? August 2015, in one of our capping, capping means community adoption and and pastoring. We just go around knocking on doors and establishing contact, just give a gift uh, or invite them to to something. So in August 2018, we went around knocking on doors and met her daughter. Her daughter said, oh, my mother is not well. She's very lonely. Almost all day, she just lies in bed. And so we befriended. Mother, and we got to know her, and we led her to Christ. And she is now a citizen of heaven. Well, I want to pause for um, uh, two reflection questions. Okay, we do it right early uh, this, this Sunday, but before that, I want us to look at this closely Romans chapter 9, verse 2 and 3. And this is the Apostle Paul saying that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, his fellow Jews, my kinsmen according to the flesh. And this was the intensity of Paul's anguish in his heart for the lost. So a reflection question is this, do I have sorrow and anguish in my heart for the lost, maybe your honest answer is, you don't. And it's not a feeling that we, can, we say we can summon uh, at will, but I know it is a fact that you can recall. What is that fact that you can recall? And that's the genius of, of God again. Um, we know for a fact that it took sorrow, anguish, pain, blood, suffering, for the lord jesus to save us that's a fact that we know and that is why jesus says remember me as often as you take this bread and drink this cup remember me remember my death remember my sacrifice for you remember my love for you and that is why at least in the brethren tradition we take the communion every sunday weekly in church at home on youtube each sunday can we Recover not so much our anguish, but the anguish of our loving Lord and Saviour who died on the cross for us. And perhaps through that, we too will recover that sorrow and that anguish for all those who are still without Christ. Secondly, what help do I need to bear good witness for my Saviour? And I was thinking that we could help one another in this. In fact, all of us, any one of us, we will need help. And I'm thinking that we could perhaps set up a repository of testimonies or experiences uh, of our coming to Christ, of our, our life uh, in Christ, because each one of us will have a different experience uh, in life. And I think of one of our... our Uh, youth or or young adults who uh, went through uh, severe parental objections to him coming to faith and then immediately I thought of uh, our Deaconess Linda because I know her story and she went through some quite severe parental objections uh, decades ago uh, when she came to Christ and perhaps she could be a comfort, she could be a help uh, to this other person and uh, We could put together a database of uh, such testimonies. Uh, Perhaps those who who can share the gospel in various dialects because sometimes we can't. We need help bring somebody along. Those who came to Christ in the midst of a business failure. Perhaps you could have a friend who's going through that right now. Uh, A relationship failure. And they come to Christ. You could have a friend uh, like that now. Or those who come to Christ through intellectual arguments. and, And they are good at that. And they love to do that. And it's not quarrelsome, but it in fact is an intellectual discussion. Those who come to Christ by listening through to certain kinds of, of music, etc., etc., all kinds. We can call on one another's help in sharing the good news. In fact, I like to put together uh, a book uh, on, on that for uh, our 4140. You know, you know what that is, right? In two years, PPH would be 140 years old, older than the Methodist Church in Singapore. And in where where we are in Pasir Panjang, forty years, and I thought we could put together a very big book, you know, of testimonies of how we come to faith, a witnessing for Christ, what God's love and mercy means uh, to us, and even if we have like a hundred stories now, okay, in two years could we have two hundred stories, and we can have this book. To the glory of God, also at the same time a repository of information that we can call upon one another to help us in our effort to share the good news. Ah, next month. Next month um, we have a, a plan for a healing prayer service on a Sunday, thirteenth or uh, twentieth of September. Now I'm hoping we have, to, uh, uh, like Chiming announced, we're going to be working through a lot of details yet about. Coming back to a weekly uh, live service, uh, I hope we can hold it live then. But even if not, it is an evangelistic healing press service, online or live. Start praying now. Invite uh, your friends. We're going to run Christmas at Teban Garden. One way or the other, we're going to run it. Okay. Um, at first, we were thinking about maybe some kind of an online sing-song show like thing. But now, maybe maybe not. We're thinking like, oh, let's let's just do caroling. Uh, if I can have 50 groups, 60 groups, uh, each one no more than 5 people, we can hit maybe 4 households, short time, maybe 15-20 minutes, uh, in each of our Teban Gardens households. We can have caroling without singing. Okay, We can have Bluetooth speakers and all that, and plus uh, Christmas a message. Give a very good gift, because we are not paying for tentage and sound system anymore. And just share the good news uh, offer to pray for our friends uh, in, in, over Christmas, uh, something like that, uh, we can do. And who knows, we can hit two, three hundred households that way. And we intend to restart capping. Okay, we're planning for the first weekend of uh, October. I think the time is right. And I was inspired, very inspired by a testimony that I watched uh, online you know, the, the Friday before National Day, uh, the group of churches in Singapore, we always organize a day of his power. It used to be like an indoor stadium and all that, but now it's, it's online. And I watched it and I saw the testimony of, uh, of, of this guy called Chi Kyung. Chi Kyung uh, lives in uh, Amokyo, somewhere in Amokyo, block three, four, six. And he said, Lockdown. You know, this was the period of the circuit breaker. And he decided to cap, to, to knock on, not so much knock on the doors, go to every unit in his block, 130 units. And he assembled together um, a, a care pack. And, uh, and he just hung it on, on the door. And said he said he wrote a, a handwritten a personal note, uh, giving his own telephone and, and address uh, just to, to bless the people of 130 units that he hung this care packs uh, on, he received uh, 13 uh, responses thanking him and now establishing contact uh, among the people who live in his block. So, could we have done the same? We could have easily done the same in our blocks and we don't have to go out to Teban Gardens to, to do that. If we are locked down, we do it where. We are. So you don't kept Teban Gardens, but you kept your own blocks. And I thought that was an inspiring uh, testimony that any one of us can do. Now, we'll be really like idiots, you know, if if we kept the good news to ourselves. We'd be irresponsible if we keep to our conservative, middle class, upper middle class, holy huddles, joining more and more Zoom Bible studies and outside of these holy huddles, tell no one. Tell no one of how much the Lord has done for you and how He has had mercy on you. The same words that the Lord Jesus gave to martyrs, the witness, the demoniac, in Mark chapter 5. We must be rooted disciples of Jesus Christ. And if we are to be faithful to, his, to be His witness, to tell of how much the Lord has done for us and how he has had mercy on us. Finally, let me leave you to the question. How much is my life worth? And I think that in this season of pandemic, many of us have a new appreciation uh, for life because we can catch the virus, we can die. If you are old like me and have lung problems like me, you die faster. And it triggers all our self-preservation uh, instincts, right? Some more than more than others. But can I say that your life is worth nothing? Your life is worth nothing? Unless. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, the, Lord, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Your life is worth nothing if you don't do that. How much is my life worth? It is worth the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. Every Sunday we take that. It is worth that sacrifice. So how should we then live? We live life with extreme caution, scared of this and scared of that? Or do we live life with exceptional conviction? Conviction that we are citizens of heaven. We are not idiots. We are not tribal, uh, tribalistic mentality people. We are citizens of heaven. And if that is the case, then we need to finish the race, the race of a holy life, and we need to complete the task of testifying of how much the Lord has done in our lives, and how much mercy and grace we have received from Him. I'm going to end with a closing song. It's just going to be um, on on the video. So the service will end after that. And let me just now pray. And I pray that this song will minister to you. This song will challenge you. This This song will stir the sorrow and anguish in our hearts for those who are living life outside of the kingdom of heaven, outside of Christ. So let's pray and then we'll play the song. Father God, thank you so much for your love, your grace, your mercy to us. It's shown every Sunday in your body broken, in your bloodshed, by the emblems that we take, take into our body. And so Lord, forgive us for being self-satisfied, satisfied, satisfied, selfish, insular people living in holy huddles. Send us, Lord, as your witnesses into every nook and corner that you place us in with a courage and a boldness to testify of what you mean to us, what mercies we have received from you. So, Lord, thank you. Move us, Lord,